About 20 years ago, I uh, visited North Carolina. For one of the first times I was there, my mom and, and stepdad had moved there recently, and I had not visited very much, but I was there, and my mom and I had been in town. They live right off of the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is a really nice place to go visit. Um, but they don't live really close to, to town. But, so we'd been in town getting groceries and running some errands, and it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining, the skies were, were clear, and we were headed back home uh, to her house uh, by roads which only uh, creative mountain engineers could make, right? That are just these uh, hairpin turns up and down around. Um, I used to be able to read in the car if I wasn't driving, and I can't there because it is just crazy. So we're on our way home on this beautiful day, and literally we come around the corner and into this bank of fog. Now, this isn't the fog from that day. This is fog from her house, though. And so you can imagine going into this fog. Maybe you've been in fog like this. We literally could not see beyond the front of the car. My mom was calm and confident, and she kept talking, and I was terrified. I probably was gripping the, the door handle and, and waiting there. You know, my mom knew the roads. What I knew was that I couldn't see and I had been there long enough to know that most of the roads we were on were not in any way straight. And I didn't know when the fog would end. But then we came in around another corner. And as suddenly as we had gone into the fog, we emerged from the fog. And it was bright and sunny and the skies were clear. I don't know about you, but sometimes life is like walking through a fog. Several years ago, I was back at my mom's and I had to drive from her house to the airport to pick up Daniel and a similar kind of thing. I'm driving along and everything is fine until it's not and I am literally in a bank of fog and I, I knew better than to stop and just fall apart, right? I knew I had to keep going through the fog. I knew that I had to trust that the road was still there and to trust that it would end and to trust that I was not alone. And on that trip, in that trust and leaning into what I knew to be true, uh, instead of holding my breath the whole time, I literally talked myself through the fog. Have you ever lived in the fog for a while? Maybe, maybe not this physical fog, but most of us encounter fog in our lives, sometimes unexpectedly, sometimes we can see it coming and we don't have any way around it except to go through it. Sometimes that fog shows up in us uh, in sadness or depression. Sometimes it shows up in us when our lives change unexpectedly or we walk through or live in the midst of a health crisis. Sometimes that fog settles upon us in disillusionment and disappointment Sometimes that fog runs into us head on in anger and frustration and doubt and uncertainty. Sometimes that fog is simply loneliness and exhaustion. And in the fog, whatever the fog has looked like for you, whether it's past or present or whether it's future for you, it's easy when we're in the fog to forget that one, we haven't always been in the fog. Two, we are not alone in the fog, 
even if it seems like we are. Three, the fog will not last even when it seems to go on forever. And four, we cannot simply stop where we are. We have to keep moving forward one mile or one step or one inch at a time until we get to the place where either the fog lifts or we emerge on the other side of it. I wonder how that resonates with you today. Maybe you're in the fog right now. Or maybe you've just come out of the fog. Or maybe there is fog just around the corner for you. Wherever you are in that, you can be assured that you are not alone. Let's pray. Lord, I pray today that you would open our hearts to receive your word, open our ears to hear your word. Let us be available to your Holy Spirit to be transformed by your word. And I pray that the words in my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As we move through this season of Lent, we are indeed on this journey to hope. The choir and orchestra are going to be with us Palm Sunday weekend, providing music for us, a really uh, great encounter with this journey to hope uh, that they've been working on this season. But in this journey to hope, um, we, we started out talking about the call to faith, the call to believe. And last week we talked about the call to follow. And tonight we're looking at what it means to have peace on the journey. What does it mean to have peace in the midst of the storm? What does it mean to have peace in the midst of the fog? You know, responding to the call to faith and the call to follow does not guarantee us a a trouble-free or a worry-free or a fog-free journey. What we can trust to be true is that when we follow Jesus, Jesus walks with us. Jesus is our refuge and our strength, our hope and our peace, and we are never alone. We're never without the guidance that Jesus as our Lord and Savior provides, no matter how the journey unfolds, no matter how well you anticipate what's going to happen, no matter how surprised you are by what happens. Jesus, when we follow him, he is with us, whatever it is that unfolds. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Maybe the message translation will resonate with you. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Come to me, all you that are weary. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out? Being weary and being heavy burdens can feel like being surrounded by thick fog. And in the midst of thick fog, it is really hard for us to think 
well. It's as if that fog that we're experiencing outside of us seeps into our brains and into our bodies and makes everything seem foggy. My mother-in-law died, many of you remember, in August of 2017, and uh, the beginning of the school year for us, uh, the, the weeks leading up to her death, we knew, I think, we were anticipating moving into that thick fog, to that place of grief and, and loss. Uh, and then we spent the fall trying to take care of things that you take care of after someone dies. And what I remember, really only what I remember of that season is that um, we managed to eat and we managed to get to work and to school and we were always dressed, which I felt like was an important thing, right? We paid the bills, we kept the wheels on. But that's about all that I remember about that season. We walked through that fog for a while and and my brain felt foggy and and fuzzy and uh, we began to emerge out of out of some of that we had days of great joy and sunlight and where things were starting to be clear and then in April of 2018 about eight weeks before the end of school my stepmother died and once again in an instant it seemed that fog had descended upon us And I learned a lot about myself and and about grief in that season, in that year. And what I learned was the fog wouldn't last forever, even though some days were really long. We were not alone, and we found rest in Jesus, even in all of the weariness and all of the uncertainty. I also learned that not every decision needed to be made immediately. Maybe it's a different kind of fog for you. Maybe grief and loss is not your fog, but, but maybe in whatever fog you've experienced or are experiencing, maybe it's a similar effect on your mind and on your heart and on your being. To take Jesus's yoke upon us is to be connected to Jesus in such a way that Jesus carries the weight of the burden. When we're connected to Jesus, when we're yoked to Jesus, it's not an equal yoking like you might hope of oxen or uh, animals that you're using to plow a field or to work for you. When we take Jesus's yoke upon us, Jesus bears the burden. We are just connected to him in such a way that, that where he goes, we go. And wherever we find ourselves in fog, he is with us. Wherever we find heavy burdens in our lives, he is carrying them with us when we choose to take his yoke upon us, to come to him. Jesus knows the way through the fog. Jesus knows the way through all of the the places in our, our lives that are weary and burden us. And it's not weakness to choose to be yoked with Jesus. It's not weakness to lean in and surrender to Jesus. It's actually strength, trust that we don't have to figure it all out on our own and we don't have to figure it all out today. We are with Jesus. We are yoked with Jesus for the journey. Maybe it helps us to remember uh, who it is that invites us to be yoked with him. And in John's gospel, Jesus reminds us that he's the good shepherd He is the one who knows his sheep by name, 
who looks out for them, they're coming in and they're going out, who provides for them, who protects them, who is their guardian, who is their protector. Jesus is the good shepherd and and reminding us, echoing for us, one of the most beloved passages of scripture. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord, uh, and when you see it like that in in all caps, in that lower, kind of lower all caps, what you need to know is that that's God's name, Yahweh. The name that God gives to, when Moses says, who, what is, what is your name? God says, Yahweh, I am. I am who I am. I will be who I will be. Yahweh, the source of our existence. Yahweh, the God of all creation. That's who is our shepherd this majestic one who also is this humble, earthy, present in our mess, one. Whose job it is 24-7 to look out for the sheep, to provide what the sheep need, to protect the sheep in danger, to lead the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus is our good shepherd. Jesus has The shepherd's heart and the shepherd's eyes, the shepherd's faithfulness and strength and tenderness, Jesus seeks us out and lifts us up and carries us home, tending to and healing our wounds, leading us to good pasture, protecting us and providing all that we need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Can you hear even Matthew 11 and this? All right, take my yoke upon you. I will give you rest. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters. My yoke upon you, leading, I will lead you in right paths for my name's sake. When we are yoked with Jesus, we don't have to question the path. Because Jesus leads us on that path. Come to me and I will give you rest. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When When you think about uh, the valley, this is uh, an image Tom has out of uh, a valley out of Israel. When you think about being down in the valley where the sun doesn't shine and it's as dark as, as that fog was for me, you, you literally can't see except right in front of your face. That's all, right? But, but we remember that the valley isn't the whole picture, The valley may be dark and the fog may be thick, but the light still shines. The sun still shines. There is light. There is clear skies. When we're walking through the dark valley or in the midst of the heavy fog, we've got to remember. We've got to remember that. God is with us. The God of the universe is with us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. The Lord provides for us even in the most difficult of circumstances. Think about what is more difficult than being in the presence of your enemies. 
And think about for a minute, <laughs> we tend to think of this as in the presence of my enemies, that whoever I'm in the presence of as my enemy, I, I tend not to think that I'm also their enemy, right? But the truth is, if I have enemies, then I, they don't see me as their friend. They see me as their enemy as well. And yet, with God as our shepherd, with the Lord of the universe as our shepherd who loves and cares for us and provides for us, God sets the table, (laughs) sets the table between us, a shared table, prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. God provides what we need, even in the most difficult of circumstances. The Lord is my shepherd. It's definitely personal, my shepherd. But the Lord isn't my shepherd only. The Lord is the shepherd of all who follow Jesus. The Lord is the shepherd of all who seek to live in peace with God and with one another. My shepherd, yes, but not my shepherd only. You know, in the darkness and in the fog, we tend to be on high alert for what threatens our well-being. Whether it's a perceived threat or a real threat. The reptilian part of our brain kicks into high gear. That part of our brain that moves us to, uh, for survival, moves us to either uh, fight, flight, or freeze. When, when we think that we are being threatened, that's what our body does. That's what our brain does for survival. But sometimes we're such, on such high alert in the, in the valley or or in the fog, that sometimes what we perceive as threats to our personal well-being are actually important parts of the greater whole of the story, the greater whole of the journey. If we can get to this place where we can say and trust that the Lord is our shepherd, that we're yoked to Jesus, then we don't have to be afraid in the valley or in the fog. When we perceive threats to our personal well-being that are actually important parts of the greater story, sometimes it's to the detriment of our well-being as well as theirs. The Lord is my shepherd, and the Lord is their shepherd as well. You know, in this current uh, culture, in our current culture and the climate, in the nation and around the world and even in the United Methodist Church, some days feel to me as if we are enveloped in a really heavy fog where it's hard to see the road ahead. And in the midst of that, it's hard to know who's around us and it's hard to know where we've been and it's hard when we simply can't see and and we're surprised by how heavy the fog is. Right now, it seems like there's this, this thick fog of different opinions and different points of view and different experiences. And in that, there is this, this unease and this unsettling feeling, which is normal for us when we're in the dark or when we're in the fog. There is this dis-ease, if, if you will, in which we are much quicker to react to our circumstances than we are to respond out of God's grace. That's not an unnatural thing, 
but it is probably not what God is calling us to. Part of what God is calling us to is is if we're yoked to Jesus, then we can allow Jesus to be the one responding. (laughs) We just stay connected to Jesus. We're much quicker to react than to respond. We're quick, quick to champion our team while vilifying the other team. We're quick to point fingers uh, of blame about uh, how bad we feel or how everything is wrong with the world instead of sharing responsibility for, for what we're doing or not doing. We are quick to argue the issues because that is easier than loving the people. And we, are, we would rather defend our stance, revealing and exposing actually our need to be right. And sometimes friends in the church, not only do we do that, but we co-opt God to be on our side. We'd rather defend our stance than to lay our defenses down and pursue being in right relationship with God and with one another. Right relationship with God and with one another is not easy. But I think it's the only way. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me as a person. Not come to a page of rules that you need to follow. Come to me. I'll give you rest. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord leads me in paths of righteousness. Not for me, but for his name's sake. We are quick to make enemies out of one another while our real enemy is probably laughing at us and takes great delight in the fact that we seem to be on this path to self-destruction, right? We are not one another's enemies. And yet when we find ourselves in this reactivity or in this fog and we don't know what to do, we, we tend to make people our enemies who aren't our enemies. And yet we sit at the same table, the table that God has prepared before us. It, it seems like maybe we, we are circling around in the fog and in the dark valley instead of finding our direction in Jesus. And when we simply circle around in the fog, And in the dark valley, without being yoked to Jesus, without trusting the shepherd, then we're only going to be wearier and wearier and wearier. Here's what I keep learning in all of this. If I'm willing for Jesus to be right, then I don't have to be right. I'm yoked to Jesus. And so if I'm willing for Jesus to be right, I don't have to be. And if I'm willing for Jesus to be right, then taking his yoke really doesn't seem so heavy and cumbersome because I'm safe next to him. And if I'm willing to take his yoke upon me and allow him to be my guide, to be my shepherd, then rather than reacting in the fog and in the dark with fear, I can respond with trust. I can trust that the fog is not going to last. I can trust that I'm going to walk through the valley. I'm not going to get stuck in the valley of darkness, the valley of death. I can believe that the path really is there. Even if I can't see it, I can believe that the path really is there. And I can trust that I'm not alone. Even if I need to literally talk myself through the fog and through the dark. You know, when I was little and I was scared of the dark, if I would just say something out loud or talk to whatever I thought was there, 
it sort of dispels the power of the dark, dispels the power of the silence. And as people of faith, we can literally talk ourselves through the fog, through prayer and through scripture and through singing, through gathering together for worship. I don't know where you are today. I don't, I don't know if you are walking in the fog, if you've just come out of the fog, if you're headed into the fog. But I wonder what it would look like for you to let this image resonate with you. For you to be the sheep in the shepherd's arms. For you to find your place of healing and wholeness, being held close to Jesus. For you to trust that as Jesus holds you, and cares for you as a sheep in his flock, that Jesus will guide you and lead you. For the decisions that you need to make today or tomorrow or next week or next month. But this is the place where we find peace. It's when we are held by Jesus. When we are yoked with Jesus. When this is what matters. We don't have to know the answers. We don't have to know how long the struggle will last. We can trust that in this position we are safe. I wonder what you need today. I wonder what you need in terms of healing or rest. I I wonder what you need in terms of being seen and being known and being heard. I wonder what you need in, in the way of protection and provision, in the way of guidance and wisdom and encouragement. I wonder, I wonder where you need this image to speak to you. As we prepare to finish our time of worship, I pray that this worship really is something that you carry with you back out into the world. Sometimes for me, when I come to worship, whatever fog I'm in lifts a little bit. And then sometimes I walk out and it's just waiting for me. It's like it, I check it at the door, right, hoping it'll go away, and it doesn't. And so instead of the affirmation of faith that, that we have listed in the bulletin, I'm going to invite you to, to read this uh, Psalm 23 with me. This is from the message version. But I, I invite you to make it your own today with that image of, of being held by Jesus, safe and whole and secure Let this psalm be our affirmation of faith and our trust, our renewed trust that the Lord is our shepherd. And Jesus, Jesus is the one who carries us through the storm and through the fog. Join with me as we say this together. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home 
in the house of God for the rest of my life. Let us pray. Lord, in the midst of this day, in the midst of wherever we are, may we renew our trust in you. May we know that you see us, that you are with us, that you know the way, and that you are willing to lead us there, willing to carry us there, willing to remind us at every step that we aren't alone. Oh, help us, Lord, take to heart that when we're in the fog or in the dark, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of one another. We don't have to be afraid of the circumstances. We can put our trust, our complete trust in you. For you give us rest and you make us whole. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.